Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast. The gang's all here. I'm Erin with the magazine. We've got Troy, our food critic, Archana, David Martin, who Hi. you should call if you want to sponsor the podcast. Sponsor, uh, sponsor, sponsor. It's a million dollars an episode. Yeah. We actually know we're running a special $900,000 an episode. <laughs> and Troy will swallow his food before we announce our sponsor. <laughs> I know. If you I ever, love it. I, no. I've probably driven off half of our listeners just because of the sound of my smacking. No, but do you know that someone once told me that it listens to the podcast all the time? They said, we love it because it sounds like you're really eating the food. And I said, no, we really <laughs> no, actually we are. are eating the food. <laughs> Especially Troy. But it's realistic. Um, mm-hmm. No, and we are thrilled. We are. Um, we do have a sponsor this week. We're at the Pendry Hotel and we're thrilled. It's so beautiful. We're inside uh, the Provisional Kitchen and Cafe. It's just a gorgeous space. There's chandeliers and a big open exhibition kitchen. And we do try to make uh, this podcast as much like happy hour as we can so we eat and drink the whole time and um, we're lucky to have Chef Stefan of the Pendry Hotel here. Tell us what you've made for us. Stefan Schle. Yes. So in front of you we have a corn bisque local corn uh, with a romesco sauce grilled shrimp and smoked cheddar grits croutons. Mm. Oh you, my goodness. How do you make your romesco sauce? Give me, give me the quick rundown. Uh, this one we use macadamia nuts and roasted peppers. Nice. Vinegar and tomato paste. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Um, yeah, keep talking. A few other secret ingredients. <laughs> you're, like, you're like my food, Robert Frost, Yeats, whatever that guy's name was. Um, and so this good. soup actually gets poured. Uh, oh, inside. this is fancy, oh. so it has a little urn, and then they pour. Wait, 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 don't do that. Oh, hold on, hold oh on. Oh, my God. The poor no, man almost no. spilled the soup. I got to do slow-mo. Wait, 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 wait. I got slow-mo If you could all see now. this scene Okay, right go now. for it. Okay, here we go. She almost spilled the hot soup all over herself. She's pouring it out of an urn. It's very exciting. It's like theater, but food. So that way you can mix in all the ingredients together. Stunning. Oh, look at that. And the steam comes off. Uh-huh. They get their little <laughs> bath. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, are we doing a podcast? Are you Facebook living that, or was that just a video that, that a you'll video. post later? Slow-mo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it later. Okay, follow Troy. What's your, what's your Insta? My Insta is at underscore Troy Johnson. Is that where you'll post that, or will you do yes. that on Facebook? Yeah, I'm going to put that on, on Insta. Okay, perfect. Insta. So, in case you haven't listened to our podcast, well, we didn't even go through all the food. What else? That was okay, just yeah, the yeah, corn yeah. soup. That was just yeah. the corn uh, soup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's like seven other things. Moving along <laughs> with the summer vibes and the new summer menu, we have the beautiful heirloom salad. It comes it with uh, fresh local heirloom tomatoes. Burrata cheese. Um, we do a little basil strawberry sorbet. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's, it's like a granada on there. Um, and then spiced candied walnuts mm. and pickled strawberries. We get them in when they come in green, so they're young, a little bitter. Mm-hmm. And then the pickling kind of just you know, preserves them and gives them a little sweetness also. Nice. Yum. And then what's this fish we have over here? This looks amazing. That's is that halibut. from the new summer menu? Also. Halibut. Yeah, local halibut. Mm-hmm. Served with uh, baby bok choy and farro mixed with miso vinaigrette. You mm. also have uh, yeah. the beautiful yellow uh, pickled daikon on there. Farro is one of my favorite things awesome. in the world. I make it at home almost every single day. I use I, I cook mine in coconut milk. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's really not it's really not healthy at all. It's got a ton of saturated <laughs> fat, which we all know now that coconut oil and coconut milk are not really good for you. So um, that explains a lot about why this shirt like is tight. <laughs> I don't know, it depends what you believe on Facebook. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's probably great for you. It's ancient superfood. Mm-hmm. You know. I thought coconut oil was good. I, yeah, it, there's it, a whole just, thing that just came out that it's not. They just oh. a huge new, huge new study. All uh, <clears throat> all right. of the medical community saying, I don't know where you hippies got this idea but that coconut, the coconut oil? oil is amazing, and I have a huge vat of it in my in my kitchen. I used to make, yeah. um, you know, the bulletproof coffee every single morning. Yes. Coconut oil, Delicious. butter, 
medium chain fatty acids keeps your energy level going all day. And now that's all bubkis. And, and now bubkis. I got this big thing of coconut oil. I have no idea what to do with it. You want to pick it up? Forty-eight twenty-two Orchard <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> you shouldn't say your address. <laughs> you should not say your address. <laughs> um, I have to call out Erin Meanly, though, the editor in chief of San Diego Magazine. She is sort of a health nut. Kind of comes and goes. It fits and spurts. And at one point, she had coconut oil in the office, and I came into our kitchen one time, and she was putting it on her pizza, and it was like not a pizza that would taste good with coconut oil. And I looked at her, and I said, "Does that?" Is that for flavor or what are you doing with the coconut oil? And she goes, oh, no, it's really good for you. And she just poured it all over a pizza and then ate it. And She's I was like, like, I have no idea what to do with it, but it's, it read in an article yes. that it was good for you. So she was dumping it on all her food. Uh-huh. Like on peanut butter toast, she would put coconut oil. Yeah, you're like, I have a banana. Oh, just dribble some okay. on there. Yeah. All right. This Anyways, is good. This, this corn chowder is fantastic. That yeah. is absolutely fantastic. It's going to be a big hit. Yeah. Oh. Perfect for the summertime. Okay, mm. so in case you guys haven't listened to our podcast, um, we start out with Hot Plates. We tell mm-hmm. you news that's happening in the restaurant industry in San Diego. We're going to hear a little bit more from our wonderful sponsors at the Pendry Hotel. Um, we are in the provisional kitchen right now. It's lovely. We're going to hear from you guys a little bit more. And then we have a special guest in the house today, Michael Trimble of the Gas Lamp Association. We are in the gas lamp right now. And so Michael we're built the gas lamp by himself. No, It was him and his dad. They just, you know, like brick by brick by brick. So he's going to be here in a few minutes. Yes, he's yeah. got lots of interesting stuff. And then we're We'll talk about a couple of hot topics um, in the larger food scene, and we always end with small bites, what we love, um, what we're eating and drinking mm-hmm. around town lately. So, Archana, start us off with hot plates. Tell us what's what's new, a new ceviche place? Yeah, it's a new, another week, another Liberty Station opening, I feel, these days. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, a Peruvian spot is coming to Liberty Station, uh, Pisco Rotisserie and Cevicheria. Um, that's opening <coughs> this week. Now, I love that because Peruvian food and South American food in San Diego, we just generally do not have enough yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, there's like, you've got Caro up in Encinitas, which is fantastic little restaurant, you know, and they, they do the ahi peppers and everything else, you know, and you've got... Um, Been around a while. Though. Oh, in... Panca and Panca and Oceanside, which is fantastic. They do a Lomo Sotado, which is really, really good. You know, so and I like Liberty Station. Liberty Station is now starting to get a little bit of personality. When it first started, it just felt like a really bad mall in an old, you know, like rehab- rehabilitated naval training center. And now they have all these independent places coming up, and it really feels like a local thing. I love me some Liberty Station. I, I live there. Yeah. I could go there on a Saturday at 7 a.m. and not leave till 7 p.m. I was so uninspired for the first couple of years, and now I'm a total fan. Yeah, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm eating the corn soup, and I don't know if I'm going to share. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's really, good. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, tell me about Salazar's Mexican food. So, um, oh. they have been in the East Village for 45 years. 45 years. And they just closed. What? Oh, no. Yeah. So, you know what's coming there? Just guess. It's the East Village. Guess what's coming uh, there. Ramen. No, no. Starbucks. No. Not food. Not food is coming. Some. What else could be built in the East Village? Courtyard. Starbucks. Just a new fancy development. Uh, a new no fancy, fancy high rise. I mean, uh, I guess we need more housing, but sad. I know. Well, they should have built it right over the Salazar's. Kind of like know, they did with the waterfront bar in, in you know Little Italy. Is there condos above that now? Is it, well, there's around it, right? Yeah. They actually had to in, to envelop the waterfront, the San Diego's mm-hmm. oldest existing liquor license, into the condo development around it. And proudly so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was a new condo guy, I'd be like, I have the San Diego's oldest bar. I think those are Jonathan Siegel places, actually, oh, around amazing. that, now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. <clears throat> okay, uh, well, RIP to Salazar's. I, I remember lager. the day that I actually 
but that Roberto died. He died of a heart attack, I think. Oh. <laughs> Roberto, the guy that started, he yeah. was in Vegas when he died. And I read it in the paper. And I don't read obituaries very often, but I happened to read it. And I literally, I went down to Roberto's and I had three rolled tacos. You know, mm-hmm. Salazar's is kind of one of those places, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. Yeah. Okay, so. and then one more. We have Logger Tap House. Yep. Our um, marketing director, brand director, Jen Ray, texted this to me. You know, I sometimes get texts from the staff when they walk by something and they see a new sign coming up. And she texted me, Logger Tap House is coming to Horton Plaza. TBD mm. when? Okay. But it's coming to Horton Plaza. I feel like Horton Plaza needs a little... Horton, it needs a lot. Doesn't need a little. It needs a lot. <laughs> well, you know, Michael Trimble can talk about this. Our guest later on. Yes, he's going to be able I'm to speak make about it. Note. We'll talk about. Yeah, because I want to know what to want. Horton Plaza really re- renovated downtown. I mean, downtown was a great place to get stabbed, murdered, and drugged. <laughs> you know, and you know, Horton Plaza was one of the places that really mm-hmm. made people feel comfortable coming down here. And now it feels like it does need a reinvention again. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It will get it. I'm sure yeah. it will. Okay, so that's hot plates, you guys. There's more news uh, online at sdmag.com. Troy keeps a blog there, and okay. then Archana edits a column inside the magazine. So. So hopefully you subscribe to the magazine and you have it on your coffee table. And if not, go to our website and figure out how to do that. Um, and we are moving on to talk to our sponsor. Thank you so much, you guys, for sponsoring us. We're at the Pendry Hotel. Uh, last week we were inside Nason's Beer Hall, which was so much fun. And this week we're at Provisional Kitchen. Uh, and we're lucky to have Tiffany McClintock, the Assistant Food and Beverage Director, with us. Hi. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. This is such a stunning new hotel. What Tell us how it showed up. It's so fancy. We're getting like completely <laughs> wined and dined. We brought you some presents. This is what we call a shambong. It's wow. very celebratory. Okay. So um, if anyone that's interested wants to grab one, it's essentially okay, like grab one. a beer bong, but and with champagne. So it's Ooh, the classy I love, way. I love that. You know, incorporating so my you, collegiate I don't youth, know how to do that. you know, all six <laughs> years of them into a very nice refined experience. It's refined. It's classy. Do I have to do it all at once? <laughs> I just nearly took her out he by her microphone take me out. I'm like, I'm giving you bubbles. Come on now. <laughs> don't get aggressive on me. <laughs> okay, this is so fancy. Chin chin, Cammy. Look at that. That's fantastic. I would I love, love to. I'm picking my daughter from school, and they frown on people showing up drunk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will participate a little oh, tiny bit with you. Tiffany, yeah. Tiffany will do it. There we go. It's celebratory, so. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh no. Celebratory. <laughs> it goes really well on your iMac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> David's trying to Facebook Live and produce the podcast, and cheers. It's a little dangerous. Cheers. Oh, cheers, everyone. I, I feel cheers. so left out, but I, I, okay. That's fantastic. There we go. <laughs> it's like a pipe. It is. It's like it's an a little old bit school, like a pipe, like Sherlock Holmes pipe this of is champagne. Super fun. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. and that lights up too, which is really fun tableside. God. So this is this feels very new and fresh and interesting, kind of like the Pendry Hotel. It hasn't been here that long, right? You guys have been open a couple of weeks, couple months, six months, six months. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but definitely we're trying to be really the destination for Gaslamp, really being cutting edge, be yeah. somewhere that's going to bring people back from North Park, La Jolla, like want to come to Gaslamp for a beverage and food experience. And you have that design. I mean, you just look at this place, and it reminds me a lot of like you know, Barbalud, New York. There's a there's a what's, what's the white place that has a great subway tile in L.A. and I forget the name of it, but it's a great restaurant. But anyways, really light and airy and modern. Great design, but great luxury. It feels very yeah. luxury, and I love Definitely. all the like linens that you guys have. And I mean, it's just very like you know modern and of the moment. What do you without being pretentious copper? and stuffy? Yeah. yeah. We have copper flatware. I mean, everything we really just took, you know, design was so important to us. Every element, every piece. And I think you can really notice that in everything that we do. It's all about the details. And that's what separates us. And part of your sponsorship is actually giving me um, a set of this. Uh, <laughs> Check his bag before he leaves. I think you can get leaves. you one, one set, though. I know, right? Check his computer bag <laughs> on the way out. Um, okay, so and then we are in the provisional kitchen. So mm-hmm. tell everybody about the style of food that they can expect here. 
Absolutely. So provisional kitchen, cafe and mercantile. We have an open kitchen. It's very fresh California. Um, We have pizzas. We do an amazing avocado toast. It is our main dining room. So we're open for both breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, And every meal period really kind of has its own personality. So we have an amazing coffee and grab and go area in the restaurant as well. Um, It just has a lot of personality. Pastries, coffee. Look at that big brass open kitchen. Absolutely. And it's right in the dining room. So you get an amazing show with our really talented chefs just putting out amazing food and so um yes it's a great space we're really really happy with it Erin we're not in Denny's anymore (laughs) we are not we are we have made it this is this podcast number 55 man we've Mm -hmm. made it I'll remember this one so this I'll remember my first shambong for sure. The, um, the editorial content is going to yeah. be a little bit askew tomorrow because Mary Chamber Smith is shambong. I have book club later, and my book club ladies are going to be like, oh, where did she come from? But um, thank you so much again to the Pendry Hotel for sponsoring yeah. us and Tiffany um, for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you, Chef. That's fantastic. Thank you. Okay, and now we're so excited to welcome Michael Trimble. You are the executive director of the Gas Lamp Association. Thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now, the um, Gas Lamp Association, the executive director. A, what is the Gas Lamp Association, and what do you do? Well, the Gas Lamp Quarter Association is a business improvement district for okay. the historic uh, neighborhood, which is the Gas Lamp Quarter, 16 and a half blocks from Broadway to Harbor. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. So there's about 400 businesses that I represent, okay. and I work with them in marketing and promotions and advocacy, and trying to help them uh, build their business and drive more people to the gas lamp quarter to make them successful. What were some of the biggest moments in the gas lamp? Well, you've been there how long? I've been the. Um, this is my third year as the director. Okay. Got it. I've been on the board uh, for over 20 years. Oh wow! So oh. I basically. Not on the board anymore. Now I'm sitting as the director, so it's it's a great thing to have. Seeing where it came from and you know, kind of the history of uh, the Gasland Quarter. I've seen it kind of go from the 70s all the way to now so it's been a big change big change so were you a business owner in the gas lamp is that why you were on the board or you were just a member of the organization well i worked for american express for almost 20 years oh, so i represented okay. all the neighborhood businesses oh, and so cool. that's why i was able to be on their board interesting so, yeah. and we should say that we are taping this podcast right smack in the middle of comic-con Yes. Which is just... No, this ma- podcast is live, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just... I mean, this major for the gas lamp. Is that your... Is that the biggest... Is this the Super Bowl for this neighborhood? Or Christmas, whatever you want to call it. Yes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely the big big daddy. I mean, 150,000 people coming to Comic-Con, another 25,000 want to roam around and check out the scene. I mean, it's... It's insanity it, in a good way. So the businesses love it. How much money does the gas lamp, I mean, would you see um, business-wise come in during Comic-Con? Well, it's hard to say put an actual dollar yeah. figure on it, but uh, the, the businesses are so busy and it, it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. You know, preview night is tonight, then Thursday through Sunday, it's packed. I mean, yeah. they close streets down because there's so many people, so people can wander through the streets and just hang out and... You don't even have to go to the con. You could just come down to the gas lamp and, right. and check it out. A Lots lot of, of locals do that, right? They just come and sit on Fifth Avenue and just watch the people and, you know, it, see the sights. It's the, one of the best things ever. It really is super fun. You know, i got to tell you a story about the gas lamp. Growing up, my best friend, his dad owned a jazz club in the gas lamp. 
called The Crossroads. Wait, your dad? My best friend's oh, I was dad. Like, what? No way, really? I... Yeah, Archie Payne. He owned The Crossroads. It was one of the only What are the jazz... Cross Streets? Which place? It was on 4th and Market. Yes, it was. Which it's is now a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> 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 Side of the Times. Yeah. You know? But I mean, that, that was back then. I mean, we used to go down there and play with the soda guns when he had a babysit us and whatnot. You know, he'd get the jazz club ready. But it, that place was, downtown was a scary, scary place back then. Oh, right? oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even called the gas lamp back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a, they referred to it as a stingery because you can get stung there in many different ways. If you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying. Right. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I mean, I remember when we moved here in the early 70s, I didn't even want to get out of the car. It was, you know, it was a pretty sketchy place. Sure. I mean, we had a lot of adult theaters and we had a lot of mm-hmm. irreparable places that, you know, you, you didn't want to be in the gas lamp. So, yeah. and in the uh, early 80s, they went through a renovation and redeveloped gas lamp and makes it what it is today. So yeah, and that was cool. in the 80s. I mean, Horton Plaza, we talked a little bit about this well, earlier. Well, like Theo's and... Crochies and sure. like that was that era and like Ole Madrid and mm-hmm. you know oh, Jimmy yeah. Loves and all oh, that's yeah. like what I remember from being a kid those places yeah and, not and, that I went to Jimmy Loves when I was a kid and Horton Plaza was a big thing about bringing people downtown right absolutely yeah. and I, I don't know if you know this but my father was uh, responsible to helping get that project off the ground okay so that's why he came to San Diego is really to work for CCDC and then interesting Horton Plaza you know come to life so who was your dad uh, Gerald Trimble okay so he that's so I, he has worked on the gas line for you know from the beginning obviously when he moved here and i've seen it through then all yeah. the way to now so, so it's in my blood the gas lamp is in my blood let's talk the future i, I, I want to talk I'll, I expand a little bit on horton plaza we're talking about I feel like it needs help now i feel like it, it just needs a, i don't know what it needs it may blow out the walls and make them garage doors i, I don't i don't know what it is well think about way, what it was like back in 1984 down the gas lamp people wanted to didn't want to be on fifth avenue they everything needed to be inward in, facing inward. so yeah. it was it was revolutionary at the time yeah. everyone wanted to be in this cool little environment that had everything you didn't need to go outside uh, onto Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. but as it starts to move down through time, I mean, it just Fifth Avenue explodes, the gas lamp explodes, East Village, the Marina District. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, Horton Plaza is, go- is going through a revitalization. They, yeah. They're rethinking what they're going to be doing up there. And well, so, and retail is a hard thing now. That's a whole other side yeah. of it. Just the idea of retail, even being a driver Absolutely. anymore, is a different Absolutely. thing. I mean, you must love places like the Pendry, and you know, this is like a whole new breath of fresh air into this part of the gas lamp. And um, last week we were recording at Nason's Beer Hall, and if you sit on that side of the Pendry, so that's at sixth and what is that J? J? J Street, yeah. And you're looking out at Water Grill and then you're looking across at Hotel um Solomar and you know, I mean that's a pretty swank corner there now. I mean it's not even just like umcha umcha nightclubs. I mean it's pretty swank right there now. So this is a whole new era it seems like for the gas lamp. Absolutely. I mean Sixth Avenue is coming to life. We have a lot of new restaurants that are coming in on Sixth Avenue to actually get that corridor really kind of working. A good friend of mine, Aaron from the Varent Group is uh starting smoking gun which is going to be right on the corner of 6th and Market. Okay. It's going to be a really great new hip spot that he's excited about. It's nice. going to be opening up real soon. He's going to be also serving bagels and coffee, California style. So if you're 
craving a California bagel, I think he's going to do it right. Nice. Interesting. I didn't even know the California California bagel bagel had California. I I thought there was only one kind of bagel. (laughs) A New New York York Jewish bagel, right? Those are good. But he didn't want to insult his friends over on the East Coast. So he's doing it it his way. There you go. Absolutely. Him and Kevin Templeton got something going on. So it's it's going to be cool. Now, what are the challenges that you have in terms of really doing a business improvement district down here? You know, what are the, what's the challenge that you guys are trying to solve right now in terms of improving the gas? Well, we want everyone, to, when they come down here, to feel safe. We mm-hmm. want them to be able to get to where they want to go easily. Obviously, parking is a big issue, so we work on uh, certain programs to improve the flow of okay. Fifth Avenue. Do we have enough parking? We do have enough parking. Okay. We have yeah. um, some major parking structures that uh, you know fill up. Uh, even on the weekends you can get a spot so you know six and k parkade the parking on market you know and everyone's taking uber and lyft now so and the trolley i mean you have transit a lot of neighborhoods don't have Mm -hmm. the luxury of having transit right there absolutely which is awesome now what about this idea that it's like always my dream that i just would love to close fifth avenue and close c street and let those be rad little pedestrian like in europe and all those i mean is that just crazy the businesses are scared that if you can't drive and park right in front that you won't come in well, actually, we've uh, taken the first step in looking at Fifth Avenue as in a, like a promenade. Is yeah. uh, on Friday and Saturday nights from 8 p.m. to 3 3 a.m. It's a, a loading, uh, active loading zone, so there's no parking on Fifth Avenue. Oh, really? Improves, I didn't know that. Improves the flow. No one's mm-hmm. double parking. You can get right in, drop off wherever you need to go. It just makes it a safer environment huh. for everyone in the gas lamp quarter. So interesting. So you never know what's going to happen the next step. I mean, a lot of people are excited about that whole possibility. Well, because in Little Italy, they're doing I it, right? It. They're closing down that one street. They're building that new development in like between Princess Pub and the block up. That's going to be closed off, which is that'll be an interesting case study. Do you guys look to Little Italy? How do you feel about the whole Little Italy renaissance and things like that? Do you work with them? Do you do you share best practices? What do you think about that? Well, actually, um, being the director of the Gaslamp Quarter, I reach out to all my other directors in all neighborhoods because we really work together because we want to make sure we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. What they've done in Little Italy is things that we might want to try in Gaslamp and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then you have the East Village, which is a completely different area. Well, that's a whole other thing. Well, in the ballpark and all that. The ballpark. So we all, you know, we all share the desire to bring more people to our neighborhoods but it's really about bringing people downtown so right. if they go have dinner in little italy they might come to a club and gas lamp uh-huh. you know and they or might go to a game and then have a drink after exactly so everyone wins on that at the pendry i mean they must all be jealous of you because you got the pendry because we're enjoying this food we love this the food pendry. is really good oh my god yeah. well, and this is just a really big new hip you know like progressive hotel it's one of those hotels that you know you hear about in other cities and you're like oh that's a great hotel we need a hotel like that not to say we don't have great hotels man you know, I love Solomar. I love Palomar. There's a bunch of different great ones, but this is a really good addition. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they're great guys. I mean, I love everyone who works here. Putting out a really great product. I mean, yeah. their food is wonderful at all their uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great feel. You come in here, you, f- you feel like you're in a different little space. So yeah. we all really, we all dig it down here. For Tell sure. me your biggest achievement since you've been either on the board and or like one, one, one thing you're like, you know, that was the best move we made. Well, I have to tell you, you know, I didn't know if you know this, but this is the 150th year. So it's our 150th anniversary starting mm-hmm. at of May the 24th Gaslamp of, of the Gaslamp uh-huh. Quarter and okay. downtown. Okay. So I've partnered with uh, the Downtown San Diego Partnership and, and the Gaslamp Quarter Association. 
and we're rolling out this year-long promotion to promote people coming to the Gasland, people coming downtown to celebrate all the things that are great about being down in the the urban core. So we're doing a public art project. It's called Rabbitville. I'm wearing a pen. Me too. I have the pen on. Giant bunnies. I know. Giant bunnies. Seven-foot bunnies. They're going to be all over the place. Local artists painted them? Local artists painted them. They're going to be out uh, hopping around the gas lamp quarter for probably the next year. They're going to be, we have a gallery next door and then they're going to go. So they're going to go mis- visit Kevin Faulkner and they're going to kind of hop around yep. different places and be on display, right? That's yeah. a good and idea. And now why exactly. rabbits? Should we explain why rabbits? So 150 years ago when Alonzo uh, Horton, who is the founder of our fair city, uh, came and arrived at the, uh, at the foot of Fifth Avenue, he came and said, I'm going to build my city right here. And most of the people there said, what are you, crazy? What are you, it's, nuts? Uh, it's, it, it, how are you going to build, build your town in Rabbitville? Because there's nothing rabbits and, and a little bit of shacks. So it wasn't the happiest term to, uh, regarding uh, San Diego. Interesting. So it's historically accurate. So we went with the bunnies. So I love it. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So everyone's enjoying it. And where can people go to learn more about Rabbitville and the Gaslamp Association? Uh, Gaslamp.org. Perfect. And then uh, you can find out about the 150 and the Rabbitville. And, you know, we're here for Comic-Con to have a little pop-up gallery next door. We cool. Love it. Yeah. Very Dude, cool. you need to stop talking and start eating. It's I know, so really. You haven't had any food there. You have a plate wow. right there. You need to eat some <laughs> okay, of this food. I'm it's amazing. Have some of this pizza. Yes. Okay, well, I want to know real quickly though. What's the biggest failure you've had? I want, oh, jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody. <laughs> look, look it's a very, very successful. Um, uh, you yes. know, a part of town. You've had right, amazing fine. successes. And Let's talk know, about something what, sad. What was the one? <laughs> Why not? What was the one? I just had a shambong. Bring me right back down. I was floating up by that chandelier. But whatever. Sad. I don't want to really like. I don't want any dead people's stories. I just want, I just want like, you know, that didn't quite work. Well, you know, actually, well, we've had some really successful promotions. You know, mm-hmm. we do have some serious challenges. And, you know, obviously, this is a, a very cool podcast. We don't want to talk about the, you know, the elephant in the room, which is the major problem downtown. But we all try to, you know, embrace mm-hmm. that. And that would be a kind of another subject. But you, I don't know if you guys know where I'm going with that. You, yeah, yeah, you just dance right yeah. around that. Yeah. I, I really appreciate yeah. you. I, I'd hire you as the director of my organization anytime. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, watch this. Watch him dance. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Salsa right around that question. It was awesome. Exactly. No problem. No problem. I, we, we have another uh, podcast. We can go right into that as well. There you Absolutely. go. Yeah. What about things like shamrock and all that stuff? Is that stuff a disaster or is that a good thing? You know, we work very closely with McFarland from Motions, yeah. who okay. puts on Shamrock and Monster Bash and Mardi yeah. Gras. Mm-hmm. And we Those all seem like they are just right on the edge of losing it. <laughs> like right. They're just like barely <laughs> okay. It's, it's an amazingly good time that could end in yeah. just pandemonium. Like white knuckling it. Hey, apocalypse. <laughs> it's amazing though. You think that, but it's so well run. They are. They know, yeah, yeah. they know what they're doing. They're professionals. And the city's totally involved in it. And I've been involved in all those events because I've been in an event world for for very many years and yeah. so it's one of those things where they're like it seems crazy especially Monster Bash because everyone's in costume yeah, right. in their mind but it's a pretty cool spot but you know people come down they want to have fun they want to you know enjoy themselves you know they go to the event and then they come to the Gaslamp Quarter and you know the businesses get to mm-hmm. get some of that uh, additional bump in, in business when you have a big event so, yeah. so they like cool. it despite the craziness yeah Frankenstein comes in and buys something well, you know <laughs> we've got St. Patrick's Day and Halloween and Mardi Gras those are the three big are big. big deals for restaurants and bars I still love some of the historic stuff that's still down here like the field and mm-hmm. what's the pub that always competes with Waterfront that says that they're the oldest the Tivoli the oh Tivoli, Tivoli. Yeah, which the one's Tivoli. older Tivoli or Waterfront 
The waterfront's the older. It is yeah, older. Yeah, right. but Tivoli it, says it, the Tivoli is the oldest gas lamp bar. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's yeah, what it is. Okay, yeah, in the gas so. lamp. Okay, well, um, you guys go to gaslamp.org if you want to learn more about Rabbitville and the 150th um, anniversary and just more about the Gas Lamp Association. We do have one hot topic. That I thought this was interesting. I want to talk about this because Archana found it. <laughs> that Japan has a standing-only steakhouse I'm going to stand up and eat this called steak. Called Ikinari. There you go. Ikinari. <laughs> yep. And um, they're going to test out having stools in their first U.S. location, which opened, I guess, back in February in, in New York. Because we hate to stand. We I mean, they didn't come right out food. and say that, but Archana like, stands at her desk every day. I do. I have a sit-stand desk, so I like to, you know stand for forty-five minutes. I sit for forty-five minutes. But I mean, they didn't come right out and say that Americans hate to stand. But like, I could believe that. That's what yeah. this food and wine article said, and I'm going to link to it. Is, are you supposed to stand while you eat? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with this. Besides being very affordable steaks at this Japanese chain, the other thing is that it's standing and. I have no problem with that. It's like Italian espresso bars. You mm-hmm. stand. It's just like we are we are such a culture of sitting, sitting. and like eating giant portions. And it's bad. That I think they recognize some sort of cultural difference. Actually, even when they opened in New York, they still had like a set of 10 chairs or something, which like they don't even have in Japan. So they already started catering to Americans more. And now they're they're going to test it out for a few weeks. It's not a sure thing, but. It's like a cocktail party with yeah. steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just standing there eating steak. I mean, it's kind of the the like drastic, you know, um, apex of the whole fast casual movement. Like, yeah. why not do this with steak? A very expensive yeah. protein that's usually very prohibitive. You know, if you go out, so you gonna, can make it cheaper if you stand. You can make it cheaper if you stand. Absolutely, you you brush you it eat in and out. Yeah, you know, you get a lot of turnover instead of sitting down for three and a half. And hours you probably eat less. And talking to overall. grandpa over steak. You know what I mean? You get yeah. tired. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll link to that story. I guess it was in Food and Wine magazine, and we'll link to that on the website. Um, just like we link to everything that we've been talking about, so don't worry about writing it all down. And we always end with small bites. We're just about done with our happy half hour. Um, we always get asked, where should I go? Or my sister's in town, or someone came in, or I have a book club, and I need to take them out. So two people, and you have about 50 bucks to spend. Where would you go? Try all right, it. so my uh, friend of mine came into town, and she wanted... Um, she wanted Mexican food. You know, she she hadn't been to San Diego before, and okay. she's like, "I heard that you have great Mexican food. So, where is the one place in San Diego that you take people for Mexican food?" Mm-hmm. Las Cuatro Milpas. Oh, Very good. where is that? You don't know in Barrio Logan, oh, your yeah, neighbor, yeah, right yeah, over sure, here. Sure, Las Cuatro Milpas. It's in the barrio. It's this really you know unsuspecting storefront. It's got stickers all over it. It's just you know an old house, and you walk in, and it's Mexican mamas frying the tortillas right there, hand rolling the rolled tacos. They're making the tortillas in the back. They just fry it up in lard in front of you. It is not low fat, no. and it is one of the best tacos you will ever. have have in your entire life but yes high flavor for and, sure and that is 10 people 50 bucks exactly and there <laughs> I just as a warning if you haven't been I think a lot of our listeners have probably been because we talk to foodie people but if you haven't been there is quite a queue that forms there is a line yes, during absolutely. certain hours and they close at 3 p.m but sometimes yes. I've gone by and they close even earlier so that's yeah, why so I still it's have like a lunch been. place everybody mm-hmm. goes for lunch Archie what about you do you have a two people 50 bucks I do I know it doesn't sound like under 50 bucks but if you go to Juniper and Ivy uh, get the off-the-menu burger. And it's, you get the water. Oh, was that get you that went there? It was me. Yeah, okay. The, bigger, the burger's pretty big, and they give you this whole stack of fries. You can split it between two people, and then you save room for the yodel dessert, which I know many people have talked about for a long time, but I just revisited it a couple weeks ago, and dang, that is good. The yodel. Okay, I saw that on our Insta. It's I a wondered. whole like interactive thing where they have the mm-hmm. pour the chocolate, and it's huge. Again, two very shareable plates. Look at San Diego Magazine's Instagram account, because Archie Instagrammed that a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was pretty, it was pretty fancy looking, and I do get questions all the time about the Instagram. 
and just FYI, if you're wondering, it is a staff-supported account. That's what Megan, our social media director, would tell me to say. That our Instagram, it's all the photos on Instagram come from San Diego Magazine staff members. And we have a social media director that edits them and filters them and decides which ones to post and not post. But it's all staff-supported. So it's mm-hmm. just our staff members out and whatever they're really eating and drinking. Exactly. Cool, now, what, cool. uh, now, what about you, Mike? All right. Two people, 50 bucks. Well, uh, since I work in the gas lamp and eat in the gas lamp How every day. How could you day. not recommend? You, you have know, to pick one of your children, though, man. <laughs> or really pick di- another neighborhood. Just go outside. Really difficult. Really difficult. I'll, I'll have to tell you one of my personal favorites because um, I like to eat healthy. I, I would have to pick the Monkey King. Really? Yeah. Okay. Have you, ha- have you the had the Monkey, Monkey King? No. I haven't yet. I, I, Monkey I don't, King? It just came in, right? Yeah, they have a food shop. It's a little quick service food shop mm-hmm. right on Fifth Avenue, and they have the best pho I've ever had. It's, I tell you, it's so tasty. Mm-hmm. And if you like pho, I mean, Mama makes some great pho over there. So Now, is it Monkey King was where the old Lucky Lou's was? No, it's no. where it uh, used to be Royal Thai. Royal right Thai, here at, that's at right. the Nanking Cafe, which is okay. right here on the corner of Fifth and Island. Oh, I love a good pho. Huh, I'll have to walk by oh, that. Oh, yeah, any office. noodle dish, mm. they go that like star anise broth. Oh. It takes yeah. time. You gotta, you gotta take time to eat that soup, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you can't rush it. No, you, you burn grab yourself. the bowl and you put it in your face <laughs> and you just sip it, you know. Oh. While standing. Yeah. Yes. While, while standing. Yes. I haven't sat since we talked about this I know, this I look at you well, standing right now. I, you know what? It's Comic-Con and we have like headphones on and microphones. And are you noticing that that, that uh, Provisional Kitchen is about to open? Our sponsor, the Pendry mm. Hotel, we're in Provisional Kitchen. It's about to open for service. We're here before they were open taping. Is and that I where they're asking me to leave? These, <laughs> these tourists are coming in and they see the microphones and the headphones and I think they think that we're Comic-Con people. We're really special. Yeah, absolutely. So, Aaron, I'd like to tell you, but my new movie <laughs> called Food Man. Someone will ask you for your autograph on the way out. Keep the headphones on while you're walking to your car. I love it. Okay, this has been um, the Happy Half Hour, and thank you so much to our sponsor, the Pendry Hotel. Um, if you guys haven't tried it, come on down and try Provisional Kitchen. It's really worth it. Mm-hmm. And come back next week. Oh, and please leave us a review yeah, or review. click the five-star thing yeah. on the podcast thing where you found this. We don't want you to review the podcast. We just want you to click the five stars. <laughs> yeah, All basically. Right? Is that it's, what it is? Is that better than a review? Okay. Yeah, do both. Cammy says do both. Yeah, okay. you can just write something nice. I don't know, I, like some poetry, haikus, whatever you want to do. But five stars, the most important thing. We can't. You want me to go now? Is it time to yeah. go? Okay. <laughs> goodbye. And call David Martin if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, and we'll come to your bar, or restaurant, or event, um, and chit chat about food from there. Thanks, and, everyone. And, and thanks to Michael Trimble from Gaslamp yes, Quarter Association. Come on down and check these guys out. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs>